Welcome back everyone, it's Nate with a private service announcement for you. Part of the reason that I started this podcast a few weeks ago was because I wanted to grow my oral skills and storytelling abilities. I've given a couple cracks at it with my previous episodes, um, one about some search and rescue experience, my, my first day doing volunteer search and rescue, and uh, an experience where I tell a more uh, lesson-based um, story to my audience, to all of you. Uh, and and give a little thought on what we can take away from that experience. I've so I've given a couple shots at it so far. Check out those episodes if you're interested. But I had some really awesome feedback from you all, from even people that I didn't realize were listening to this podcast. So I felt really encouraged, and I wanted to give another story to you. Um, one that I look back on often and think about as a pivotal moment in my adventuring career, if you want to call that. So let me just dive in here. It's a fun story and I hope you enjoy it too. So I wanted to start doing alpine hiking, uh, mountain climbing, alpine hiking, uh, just a few years ago. Um, so I had my first alpine hike with my good buddy, Eric Thiessen, um, that was a mountain called Mount Klitsa. This mountain uh, is in the Pacific Rim area, so we went all the way up to Port Alberni, and then cut south a little bit, went along Sprout Lake, and got ourselves to this mountain. Um, it's an elevation gain of 1,100 meters, and you end at an altitude of 1,639 meters. It was about five hours to reach the summit, and another three or so to get back to the vehicle. Um, I went with a crew of four, I think it was five people. This was back in September of 2017. Um, I went with a crew of people that I only knew Eric, um, but he had a good crew with him from his photographer friends, people with all this great gear. We're talking drones, cameras that are like a thousand dollars with not including their lenses. Um, it was just completely out of my realm where I'm hitting up that iPhone 7 plus photography life. I always wanted to go with a good group of people that knew how to do backpacking and hiking. And I just wanted a good beginning into this. So they chose this day trip to Mount Klitsa. The summit was something that I always wanted to do. But when I summited, that's when things went sideways for me. Let me just make sure it's clear. My level of experience was basically nil. Um, I had gone up Mount Finlayson a few times. I definitely had hit up Mount Work. I had frequented that one. Um, and the the very closest thing I'd come to a big, serious mountain climb before it was an awesome experience I had with my good friend Kaylin on Haida Gwaii when we summited Mount Moresby. That's a story for another time, but that was a big milestone for me, and I wanted to step it up with something uh, larger scale. So at the at the time, I had never done an overnight alpine trek uh, through lack of gear, and I wanted to start into it by doing a day uh, summit like this. So Eric brought up this idea, and we made it happen in right before the September Labor Day long weekend. Me and another friend have this. Uh, we have this moniker that we created. It's it's kind of silly. Climb the climbable. It's fun, but it's dangerous. It's a dangerous saying. 
that uh, seemed to play into my thought process down the road on this adventure. At the same time, it's it's been not quite a year since I gave up Instagram, um, but around the time of this hike, I was in the fold, uh, right in the thick of doing my Adventure West Coast Instagram page. It's something that I did for over a year. Uh, I do believe Adventure West Coast is still on Instagram and our pictures are still up. It's a lot of fun. I have amazing memories of that time and that uh, season. I might jump back into it one day, but for now I've put that aside. At the time of this hike though, I was right in the thick of it. Um, adventuring was always my priority, having those experiences, but a very close second was the actual documentation of it. So the fact that I was with a whole group of skilled photographers with awesome gear and drones and all the things that I don't have and I totally want, and wanted at that time, uh, sure didn't help my decision making. So on this first Alpine experience for me, I totally had no stamina. It's been years since I've been in uh, organized soccer and running every week, but I did have drive. So I made my made my legs go one step after the other when I was getting to the end of that five hours on the way up. Good crew of people. Some were way more fit than I was, um, but I still kept trekking along. So we got to the last boat. 100 meters 150 meters of elevation gain and we could see the summit block where we're at the base of this summit block where once we reach the top of that that's where the summit is has the uh has the top little uh summit log where you can write your name in and say i was here on this day all that stuff was on top of the summit block but it was a a, a big chunk it was almost like this massive boulder that uh that we had to traverse to get to the top so I got to this and it's the last push. You're thinking to yourself, okay, once I get up there, we're home free. Uh, what am I gonna do? Because my legs feel like falling off. My freaking quads are on fire. My legs were so ridiculously tired and I wanted to just crawl up the mountain. So instead of following the path, there was three of us that had looked over to the right of the path and it was more of a rock face that was pretty easy to climb. It wasn't the full uh, 100 meters up. By this time, it was about the last 20 meters because we kept trudging up the, uh, up the, the scramble. Um, but yeah, the last 20 or so meters, it was just a pretty gradual, decently steep rock climb. I know my level of skill and it was easy peasy, great handholds and everything. So I was accompanied by two others of our crew of five that wanted to climb using more of our hands and legs in an actual rock climbing experience rather than the scrambling because scrambling you take two steps forward and you'd slide back a step. We were done, my legs were burnt already. So we did the climb. We got up this climb, but in actual climbing terms, we completed a class four free climb. So let me read the definition of class classes one to four for free climbing. It's from the book, Alpine Climbing Techniques to Take You Higher by Mark Houston and Kathy Cosley. I actually accessed this through the website mountainmadness.com. So a class one hike a class one free climb is just hiking, just straight uh, flat ground hiking. Um, it's considered a class one climb. <clears throat> a class two climb is 
they call it simple scrambling with the possible occasional use of the hands. Okay, so once in a while you might use your hands to stabilize yourself while you're doing a class two. Class three, that is considered scrambling. A rope might be carried. Okay, so the adventurer has a rope. They anticipate maybe having to use this rope on the scramble. What we what we avoided because our legs were dead was probably somewhere in between a class two and a class three scramble. Then there's class four, which is what we did. This was called simple climbing, often with exposure. A rope is often used. A fall on class four rock could be fatal. Typically, natural protection can be easily found. So that's class four. A rope is often used and a fall could be fatal. Yeah, we definitely just climbed that. The three of us got to the summit block and thought nothing of it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was exhilarating. The views were great. Um, and we got to the top and finally got to enjoy that view. Probably after about 10, 15 minutes at the top, everybody, all the, it seemed like every single one of the people I was with had a drone. Uh, DJI Mavic, um, some phantoms uh, it, it was ridiculous all the all the bells and whistles that a adventure pacific northwest uh, instagrammer would love and i was doing the awc life and i totally wanted that so i wanted to get some footage you ever heard do it for the gram my brilliant idea was to do that summit block again that free climb but this time make sure that a buddy captured it on drone. So I took the trail back down to where we originally veered off with the last 20 or so meters and uh, found where we started and I made sure the drone was on me and I went for it again. Only this time I didn't realize but I definitely took a different line. So at one point I got stopped and I was trying to figure out my holds. I was While I was assessing I grabbed onto a hold and in the position I was in, it was pretty tight. I couldn't turn around or anything. So I put, I, I grabbed this hold and I put just less than 50% of my body weight on that hold. And it, the rock gave way. The whole entire hold pulled out of the side of the mountain. My arm dropped to my side and I let go of that rock and it bounced down the mountain. I completely froze sitting there and I felt my my arm felt pinned to my side it had already fallen I was had both my feet planted but I was attached with my other hand to the to the side of the mountain bits of panic were creeping in for me and at that point I had so many random thoughts running through my head and one became very clear just get me back up top so without going into unnecessary detail I was able to climb out of that I got back to the top and uh, I enjoyed the summit again I talked with my buddies and said how crazy of a of a experience how stupid that was we went home and I totally had to change my mindset on a few things I really did have a few realizations I had accurately estimated my climbing skills. The, the truth is I knew my limit. I climb things all the time. Remember, climb the climbable, something that I used to jokingly say when there's like a, a tree around and you just want to jump up. I don't know. Does anybody else get that urge to just climb things? 
shoot me a comment on Facebook or message me. Love to hear what things you climb. But that's me. I love climbing. I accurately estimated my climbing skills, but I completely underestimated my environment. I also was less adequately prepared for that free climb than I really should have been. Class four says you're supposed to, uh, you're often supposed to use a rope. Um, there's exposure. It's just basic class four climbing includes gear that I didn't even have. I didn't foresee doing this on my hike, so I really shouldn't have even gone for that. And then really, I, I, I did afterwards think about, well, should I put up that drone footage of me climbing the side of the summit block? It's a sweet shot. It looks great. That footage could easily encourage somebody else to follow my lead. And so I never ended up putting it up on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere. And I'm not going to share it. I, I will not share it. Uh, I have to really think about the way that I portray myself through social media and through uh, things like this podcast, all that. Um, I also thought about how now I have more healthy respect for nature, especially for those times when I'm less experienced in an area like I like I was on this first alpine hike of mine. I was new to the alpine hiking thing and uh, the fact that I didn't use ropes and didn't have myself ready for that experience uh, poor poor decisions things that I have not replicated again when I when I think back to this day I think of it as it was it was an important moment where I made a couple uh, conscious decisions for when I'm adventuring when I'm out climbing hiking uh, doing whatever gave me a, a better nature respect for nature definitely um having these near-death experiences because that's really what it was if a fall from this height could have been fatal so the fact that i almost fell uh just connect the dots it for me it was a massive wake-up call and um I wonder, is there any near-death experiences that you've learned something really valuable from? It would be awesome to hear from you. Maybe I could get a story from you. Uh, I could even do an interview with you. That, who knows, could be something kind of fun. Um, but yeah, that's my story for you. Just wanted to share that because uh, it's a significant learning moment that I've had in my adventure experience. If you like this episode, uh, consider subscribing to my podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Do share it. I'm going to share a Spotify link on Facebook for this one. Hopefully you can uh, share that with some friends if you thought it was cool. Maybe just can just tell one person that there's a Instagram related adventure related nearly dying related story that they should listen to honestly I've had some awesome feedback from the previous episodes and it makes this project of podcasting so much more fun for me I specifically want to shout out Celine today for her super encouraging feedback on my last episode um, go listen to that episode and uh, hear what my get curious life lesson is all about uh, an experience where 
it's based around my work. Um, Celine came in clutch on a day where I was feeling a little uh, under the weather and a little beaten down and she shot me a message and it totally cheered me up. It completely turned my day around. So thank you, Celine, for taking the effort and time to reach out. I didn't even know Celine was gonna be listening to this. So what a, what a pleasure for me. Uh, feel free to do that as well. I really appreciate your comments. Go get curious today, everyone. Ask someone a good question. You might just learn something special. That concludes this private service announcement.